Welcome to the Inspired Hive podcast, the show to help those of us wearing many business hats and trying to navigate how to make marketing magic and run a thriving business. I would like to start with acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land of which I record this podcast on today, the Gunai Kurnai people. And I pay my respects to elders, past, present and emerging, and celebrate the diversity of Aboriginal people and their ongoing culture and connections to the land and waters throughout Australia. I extend that welcome to any Aboriginal or Torres Strait Island people for joining us today. I'm your host, Laura Higgins, Creative Director at The Inspired Hive, small business lover, community-based organisation guru, Gippsland-based, passionate educator and a mentor and mum of two ever-growing boys. My guest today is Kylie Broadfoot, the founder of KMB Coaching, assisting women in business who want to make a significant impact in the world, but finding this diluted by people-pleasing, perfectionism and burnout. I think we've all got a little bit of that in some of us. And her mission is to help people grow their business in a sustainable way by eliminating the mindset traps that can sabotage this. Welcome, Kylie. It's lovely to have you here. Oh, thanks, Laura. It's so nice to join you. I'm really looking forward to our chat today because I have done a few of your things with you and it's really inspired me and helped me move through different parts of my life and business to be able to move forward, but also to help boost with self-esteem and self-worth. And don't we just all deserve that? So I'm really looking forward to diving into our conversation today. And we're also going to be touching on human design and being that bolder and calming more of whatever it is that you want um, in business or your life. It might be more time, more flexibility, more money, more ease. Oh, my goodness, it just sounds divine. <laughs> so I would love to start with knowing a fun fact about you to start off with. <laughs> Well, one of the fun facts I think is that I don't like ice cream. My son is, you know, qu quite flabbergasted by this. He can't believe that I don't like ice cream, but I just don't. I will take chocolate or even better, a cheese platter any day. Oh, when I read that, I thought, oh, I don't know if we can be friends anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm certainly an ice cream lover, but a good cheese board. You've rectified yourself there. Okay. Phew. <laughs> so I would love to know about how you started out on your journey um, in business with KMB coaching. Yeah, sure. So I've got a background as an occupational therapist. I worked in the area of neurology and so I've always had a an interest in helping people and I've always loved the way that the brain works because, you know, neuro is all about, you know, the brain and, and what makes us operate in the way that we do. And so, you know, I really liked helping people. I liked helping people to you know, set goals and it's all about independence and achieving what they wanted. And I just thought I was one of those people that wasn't really going to love my work. I enjoyed it, but it wasn't my passion. And so I just thought that was part of my makeup and I just wasn't made that way, you know. Um, and so for ages I looked at, you know, I had 
uh, ads coming up for coaching and I thought, well, that sounds interesting and I'd always find some excuse for why it wasn't the right time or maybe it wouldn't work out, all these things that, you know, we can tell ourselves. And finally I just thought, look, this is the only thing that I've wanted to do apart from occupational therapy. Why don't I just give it a go? And so I like to dive fully in. You know, there's people probably know that anyone can call themselves a coach nowadays and everyone is a coach, it seems. Uh, But I really wanted to study and invest a lot of time into learning about how to do the coaching, how to be coached myself and started off um, investing hundreds of hours into into learning my craft and uh, and a lot of money as well. And then I built my business from there. So I built it um, while I was still working part-time and, uh, yeah, just I, I found out that I am someone who loves my job and it's just such a joy to me that I get to do what I do. It really is my passion. So I'm glad that I'm not an anomaly. <laughs> and, and, yeah, it really just started from there and I, I started working um in gyms and offering workshops there, picking up my first paying clients. And then it sort of evolved from there went to the point now where I work with almost exclusively with women in business um, and, and in sort of leadership. Uh, but I occasionally have someone that's not in that. I'm always open to working with other people, but that's just how it seems to have panned out. Oh, I love that you've been able to almost bring those two careers together as such that you've had as well, but with that common denominator of helping people um, through their life. So what a match. And I love that you're so passionate about that and you just feel like this is, I'm going to say you're calling as such. <laughs> I know it sounds a bit cliche, doesn't it? But I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go with you. Yeah, yes. <laughs> absolutely. And we know that many factors can affect one's ability to run a sustainable business um, that's happy and it's fulfilled. But can you tell us a little bit about having and sort of setting some of those healthy boundaries that can help us with running that sustainable business? Sure. So I think one of the traps that we, especially as women, can fall into is, you know, we've been conditioned to be selfless and giving and and do all the things to help others. And of course, when we're a business owner, we really want to be generous with our time and with our expertise and to help others and to deliver a terrific customer service and customer journey and all of these things. But we reach a point where if we don't have boundaries and boundaries are, this, you know, as Brene Brown would say, it's a sense of what's okay and what's not okay. Mm-hmm. It's where we draw the line around our time and our energy and what we're, you know, what we charge and how much we're prepared to give. And at some point, you know, you can grow your business reasonably successfully without having great boundaries. But there comes a point where you have maxed out your time, you are depleted and exhausted And then it's, you know, you can't keep growing the business without doing something differently. And so usually people come to find me when they're, when they've got some runs on the board in terms of their business, but they haven't got any wriggle room. They don't know how to, you know, they're burning out because they just don't know. They find it really hard to say no. They tend to be people pleasers. Perfectionism can play a part and they're really high achievers usually. And, you know, all of these things were me as well, which is why I know it so well. And I know it doesn't have to be that way. And so beginning to put boundaries in place 
And often they're our own boundaries. You know, sometimes it's someone else's, you know, they are crossing the line, so to speak. But sometimes someone might just say, can I have an appointment with you, Laura, at seven o'clock tonight? And you might think, I don't want to do that. But you find yourself saying yes, and then you're resentful. Mm -hmm. And so getting really clear on how we want to run our business and what will bring us a sense of satisfaction and fulfillment with that. Like, what do we need to say no to and what do we want to say yes to so that we still have some time for ourselves at the end of the day? Because I talk to women all the time that don't have a single moment in the day for themselves, you know, let alone even sitting down and having a cup of tea in peace, you know, there's (laughs) just nothing. And it's not this self-care that's let me go and have a spa day. It's like these little moments of time where we can just be present with ourselves And so that's a boundary, carving out time for ourselves where we're not around others, where we're not, um, you know, giving and depleting ourselves so that we can keep going, so that our business can be sustainable, so that we feel like we don't lose the passion that we had for our business. Because so many, you know, if you ask business owners why they went into their business, so often it was for the flexibility, a sense of freedom to make a difference, all these things. But when you say, how's that going for you now? They're like, I don't feel like I've got any of that. And they've sort of got into this employee mindset almost where we have to clock on and clock off and work these really long hours and days. And we we feel like we have to do that, that there's no space to take a break, to have a lunch break, you know, to to have a Friday afternoon off or we have all these grand plans around how that will go and somehow it's all gone by the wayside and so they don't feel fulfilled and lit up in their business anymore, which is really sad. And I I love helping people to change that. And it certainly can also flow across into your own personal life as well. Like, And I think that's one of the things that you do talk about is some of those beliefs that we also had and where they come from. And it's really insightful to be able to go and unpack those because that actually helps you with creating some of those boundaries as well. Absolutely, because we've all been, we've all had a certain level of conditioning. You know, we've been taught by our parents when we're young, you've got to work hard to earn money or you to get ahead or you know all of these things that we're taught society does it to us there's so there's such a range of ways that we have adopted what we believe to be true and we can challenge that and change that pretty you know you know we can change that pretty easily and then we have a whole different experience so that's a really powerful way to then yes put your boundaries into place and and feel empowered by doing that. Yeah, and I think we all want joy in our life as well, but sometimes we get a little bit lost in that and being able to work with somebody like you can help get yourself back on track as well. And it was really interesting. I was actually reading one of your blogs recently about (laughs) boosting your fulfilment in business, and I think that sort of comes to what we were just talking about and I'd be really interested to know what are some of those things that people can do to help with that fulfilment in their business? I think the really key first part is to know what a successful business is to you because so often and we're at the time of year when everyone's setting goals and planning out this big year, 
And I like to say to people, how will you feel if you achieve that? Because so often people are setting revenue goals or profit goals or number of clients on their books and these, you know, tangible metrics, which don't get me wrong, of course it's important that we know those things and, of course, it's important that we have those things. But, you know, I was working with someone last year and she'd grown her business enormously and she just really wasn't enjoying it. She wasn't feeling fulfilled. And on paper, you would think, you would guess that she was feeling really fulfilled because she'd done an incredible job of starting up her business and growing it and making a lot of money. Yeah. But actually, she wasn't. And so when we looked at what would make you happy in your business, what, what do you want outside of your business as well as in your business? Because sometimes the business itself becomes all consuming and there's not. There's no, no time or energy left for anything else, whether that's a relationship, the kids, sleep, a walk, yes. you know. And so knowing how do I want this to be can be such a great way to work out where you're headed yeah. and to then set goals rather than the other way around of, you know, let me set some goals and, you know, I'm going to make 500K this year and, like, do you care? Like, Are you going to be happy? What else do you need to feel fulfilled? Because yes. most people can have a lot of success in their business, but if there's nothing left for themselves, that doesn't equate to fulfilment. Yeah. There yep. feels like a gap and a lack and a sense of they've kind of um, abandoned themselves. Yes. Yep. And then probably they're getting up every morning going, what am I doing? I don't want to do this and dragging their feet to wherever it might be. So I think by unpacking all of those things that you can regain some of that back into your life so that you are feeling that you're ready to tackle whatever it might be that's coming your way, but also just having that enjoyment within your life so that you can be the best version of yourself as and, well. And some of those things are like, who do I want to work with? Because sometimes yeah. we end up just not taking everyone, but but having clients that maybe don't light us up and that we don't, you know, when you said getting out of mm. bed in the morning, do I feel really excited to work with this person or is this person a drainer? And that's not to say there's anything wrong with that person. It might just not be the right fit for you. So part yeah. of knowing what you want is who do I want to work with? How often? In what way? And really getting clear on that as well. It's a whole picture of what do I want my business to look like? Yeah. And I think in like? business as well, there's different stages that you go through as well. And certainly when you first start business, you often just go, oh, great, this person wants to work with me or they want that particular product or service. And you They're just going go, to pay yes. me. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> but as you sort of progress along and move on, um, that can change as well. And I think that's one of the things that really helps with you um, enjoying what you're doing um, in life and also work. So you are the master of inspiring people to live their best lives. <laughs> I absolutely love it. And I always see on your Instagram page, you do that lovely morning walk by the beach and I'm like, oh, yes. And I just absolutely love that. But you've certainly made time to carve those particular things out that you love doing within your life. So I would love to hear about what things inspire you in life and business. Yeah, so many things. You know, I'm really grateful uh, that we made a sea change to the beach so that I can 
make you know have time to walk the dog that's I'm usually walking my cheeky <laughs> Labrador at the beach and who's usually getting up to mischief uh, but you know I get inspired I get inspired all the time by my clients because you know I have worked with a lot of coaches and invested a lot of time and energy and money into being coached myself so I know the courage that it takes to do that and to believe that there's something more that is possible for us. And so that inspires me. My network inspires me because hanging out with other, you know, I just, I, I find that I'm mostly hanging out with other business owners because they kind of get it, you know, yeah. and, and not, not purely or not solely but I, I find that really great as well and sometimes that's Instagram connections and sometimes it's people that I've met in real life like you or uh, so I find that really inspiring and I'm also inspired you know by some of the more public figures you know I listen to a podcast I'm you know I'm a big fan of Brene Brown or Glennon Doyle and and these sort of people I listen to and I, I really love their um, their authenticity and their courage also and their yeah. vulnerability and those things inspire me as well um, yeah but you know inspiration I think can strike from a lot of places I might see a child playing and be inspired by that or yeah um, so I think I'm pretty open to inspiration yes. yeah <laughs> <laughs> and I think you just touched on a few things there about being your authentic self and Certainly like in all of how you show up and you show up consistently through socials and nurturing your email list and your customers, how have you managed to create that consistency of showing up as you um, and bringing these people in and helping work with these people to make changes to their lives? Well, thank you, Laura, for saying that you feel like I'm consistent. Uh, it is probably one of the things that has been a bigger challenge for me and I've found a way for it, for me to make it work. Just by way of background, uh, I have, a, you know, a background of feeling really anxious showing mm. up online and so that was a lot for me to work through, especially to be visible and talking to camera and things like that. So that was a really big challenge that I worked through. Um, and every now and again, it'll pop up again. But um, I think I love showing up on socials, um, sorry, on stories, in particularly I'm mostly on Instagram. Uh, and I really love that way of connecting because it's sort of short and sharp and sharing. And I try to be not the glossy version of Instagram. Yes, I've got my beautiful brand photos, but, you know, I'm not looking like that uh, day to day. And I try to show the behind the scenes uh, and and that sort of thing. Uh, and also since learning my human design, I have really given myself permission to create posts in a way that is aligned for me, which is not trying to just initiate and yeah. push out content. It's in response. I'm a generator. If anyone knows about human design, you can go look it up. Um, there's lots of websites you can look at to find it out. Uh, but I'm a generator and I'm designed to respond to things. So not to just be putting out all this stuff. And so once I learned that, I'm not caught up in I have to post every day. Yeah, I would I, I'm on uh, stories most days, nearly every day, I would say. Uh, but I don't feel like I have to post every day. And I've noticed a significant difference in when I'm sharing from that place of yeah. responding. And it, it it just is more powerful. And people seem to respond to well you know 
engage more and you know it it lands better yeah so yeah. Yep. so I think we all are different in the way you know I, I, I am a big fan of not following a cookie cutter and for some people they batch content for some people you know they get it all done a year in advance that's just not me and I have I, I'm not interested in trying that way what I love now that is a more recent thing that I do is to talking about inspiration inspiration often strikes for me when I'm walking the dog or in the shower <laughs> or lying in bed and in the most inconvenient uh you know places so I love to get my phone and write things out in notes and yep. that just captures it and whether I just screenshot from notes or I write it out and create a pretty post yeah um, I love doing it that way and that really helps with my consistency too because I've captured it it's yes. not just gone because I always think I'm going to remember it and I never do later. So that's yeah. And you and I are very alike in that um, place that I am often walking as well and writing those notes because those ideas do happen when I'm not sitting at my desk as well. All the time. Yes. And you just touched on um, human design and I suppose it's a relatively new concept here in Australia. So you've just told us about how you've used that for your own socials, but how can other people use human design for their own business? Yeah, so the the best way to start is to work out the top sort of tier umbrella, which is what your type is. And, and there's five different types. So there's a generator, a manifesting generator, a manifester, a projector, and a reflector. And that's one aspect of a very big rabbit hole that is human design. But when we know that, we know, you know, what our gifts are, I guess, in in some ways. And so just finding out that, which comes purely from just knowing your date of birth, your time of birth and the place of birth, and a whole lot of um, information is is available from that. It can really help to inform how we show up in terms of our business. But also the the piece that I really learnt first was how to apply it to my own life in general before I applied it to my business. Uh, And so, yeah, you know, Google is a wonderful thing. If you know your type, you can look it up and you can find out um, a fair bit about that. But, you know, we know that you know, for generators and manifesting generators, we've got more energy. We can keep go, go, going. Um, as a general rule, we still need rest. We otherwise will burn out. But you know, we might be more suited to batching for some people you know, in terms of their content or to um, to you know showing up more on socials. Um, as a projector, maybe that's um, they might not be the go, go energizer bunny that the generators and the manifesting generators are. And so maybe they share a really powerful, uh, nuanced insight uh, where that is really giving a lot of information to people, but it's not like they feel like they have to show up every day. So um, it's a bit of a general description, but it's hard about specifics. Yeah. So (laughs) it's just getting that a few of those pieces of information so that you can work out what's aligned with me how do I best use my energy and then we can start to apply that like okay so how would that work for business yeah that's right and how are you going to show up and what things and there's a whole lot of other things you know there's channels which are like our innate strengths and that can influence our messages on on socials and so forth um but I really like looking at human design as something that's empowering and 
not limiting. So there is a world of human design that talks about you should do this and you shouldn't do this and it's very prescriptive and I don't um, I, I, I don't go by that. I think that we can do anything that we want but we might find it easier to do some things a certain way or find that we're more energised if we do it a certain way. So, yeah, just bearing that in mind. Don't be limited by what you read. Yep. Yeah, and it's really interesting unpacking all of that with you as well, which I've certainly done. And it was, um, but also made me stop and think, oh, you know, that's why I do things a particular way as well. So it also puts some of the reasoning behind it, but then really helps me think about how I'm going to be working in the future as well. And you've got a special offer to the listeners as well um, for your human design. Do you want to share a little bit about that? Sure. And I, I love just to touch on that, Laura, I love that you've got a profile that's a 4-6 profile, we call it, and that's all around community. And so I love that you started a podcast because it's like sharing and building <laughs> your community, isn't it, and putting your information out there. And I think that's a really great way of embodying yeah. That, that profile. Uh, so, yes, uh, I have got a special offer for the first five people who would like to get uh, a one-hour human design session unpack. So that's on Zoom, so you can be based anywhere and you get a summary of the findings. But really it would be for you if you would like to get some more information about kind of what makes you tick. Like you said, Laura, you sort of know how you operate anyway, but it gives yeah. you such a level of self-awareness and yeah. permission to do things our own way, I think. And so if we've ever got that touch of comparisonitis or imposter syndrome or, um, you know, anyone that's heading for burnout, like I love how it applies to the things yes. that I do already. It can just yeah. be such a powerful tool to understand, okay, well, this is really what's how I'm best designed to operate and I'm going to really um, embrace that yeah. and work with yeah. that instead of, you know, I, I don't know about you, Laura, but, I, you know, sometimes along the way you might feel like I've got to try and push oh. it into being in this, yes. you know, on this square hole in this round spot. Yeah. What, I've said that wrong, but, um, <laughs> you know, it, it's pushing too hard to try yeah. to be something that's out of alignment. Yeah, that, yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah, and I think being able to recognise that and really give you a better understanding of that as well is something that I really recommend to people. And I know a couple of friends that have also done your human design sessions as well and absolutely have raved about it. So I'll put the link up in the show the notes. The link the information. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah so just to finish off, what one piece of advice or a top tip have you got to anyone out there in business? Oh, that's a big one. <laughs> it is a big one. Just to end it off with a real kick. <laughs> I This probably is not what you're going to expect. I think one of the biggest things that we can embrace more of as business owners is to be compassionate with ourselves and kind to ourselves. I think we can really get hard on ourselves and focus on maybe what hasn't worked out, what hasn't gone to plan, what goal didn't get ticked off. You know, the to-do list is still there even though you've been working really hard. And I think the tendency is to beat ourselves up about that, to be quite judgmental and and almost sort of shaming ourselves for should be better. Yeah. And I really love to turn the tables on that and say, you know, what has gone well? What have you achieved? 
where can you kind of high five yourself for getting something done? Because it's not easy being a business owner. There's so much, you know, it, it really can be a roller coaster. There's so much to embrace. There's so much resilience required. Um, you know, there's definitely twists and turns. And I think the more that you can really just be your own biggest cheerleader and champion of yourself, of course, have other people around you and ask for help. That is, that's really important as well. I think most of us put that off too long. But I think just really being kind to ourselves and and celebrating what's yeah. what we've achieved. Yep. And yeah. that can make such a difference to our experience of going through day to day. Oh, absolutely. Oh, my goodness. My heart is full with you saying that. And certainly I think one of those things um, about embracing that kindness and compassion, sometimes we do forget that um, in life and also business as well. So thank you for sharing that absolute gold nugget. Um, <laughs> You're welcome. With us. So thank you very much, Kylie. It has been fabulous to have you on here as a guest and thank you to all of our listeners. Remember that you can check out the show notes for this episode at theinspiredhive.com where you'll learn more about Kylie and find links to the resources that we've mentioned as well. So um, I'd also like to end the show with a special shout-out to one of my lovely listeners Kirsty Talent, who is a self-care advocate and a beautiful person inside and out. And I think it just fits really nicely with what we've just spoken about, about kindness and compassion to ourselves. So a big shout out to her. Thank you so much, Kylie. Oh, thank you for having me. It's been a joy talking about joy. (laughs) (laughs) So that's the end of this week's show. If you enjoyed the show, I would love for you to subscribe and leave a five-star rating or review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to the podcast. Your review will help others find us and learn more about the art and science of gaining confidence and building your business.